From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike De Niro. I hope everyone had a great weekend. We're about to get into the Super Stack show, where we're going to be talking all about the releases. The releases. The non-stop releases of the WWE. We also are going to go back in time like we do every Monday, and we're going to be going to talk about the fight for Monday night, the Monday night war, the next episodes of Raw vs. Nitro. These episodes took place on April 15th, 1996. You don't want to miss it, a lot of stacked shit. But before we get into our show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We appreciate all the support. Thank you for following us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, for following us on Instagram and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And thank you so much for subscribing to the YouTube page, liking, commenting, and all that good shit. All our fans from all over the world, yo, all over the world. Mexico, Canada, Brazil, Germany, Ireland, UK, fucking Philippines. I want to just say thank you. Now, without further ado, let's get into this Super Stack show right now. What's up, everybody? I hope everyone had a great weekend, like I said. Crazy weekend in the world of wrestling, crazy weekend in the world of Mike De Niro, but in a positive way, in a positive way, you know what I mean? A lot of good stuff happening, like personally, a lot of stuff to look forward to. I got the baby on the way, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, yeah, so, I would be remiss if I did not talk about this shit that went down on Friday because on Friday, I got home, and I saw that there was 12 more NXT releases. Now, I'm not going to go into this all the way right now, because we're going to talk all about it later on in the show, where I'm going to go deep diving into this shit again. It seems like I'm deep diving into WWE releases every single day, but they release more people every single day. So, we're going to talk all about that, but there's other stuff that we're going to talk about first. First of all, there is changes coming to NXT that, in my opinion, are going to ruin and destroy the brand. Let me explain why. It is being talked about and rumored that there will be changes to NXT that will totally change what we know NXT to be today. It is rumored that Vince McMahon wants it to go back to a developmental for young up-and-coming guys. Uh, He does not want older guys. He does not want, uh, I guess, 
indie stars who've been wrestling for years on the show. He wants the, you know, he wants it to be developmental. He wants to be able to mold these people. I guess that's the whole disconnect, right? The way that these NXT stars are making their name for themselves and then coming up to the main roster and then floundering, it's because the disconnect between the WWE and NXT. Before, it was like a world oil machine where you had developmental guys getting developmented for the main roster. Now, you have guys getting over on their own for NXT, being that NXT became, a, I guess, a monster in its own right. It became its own entity. It became its own brand. If you even look at NXT today, I believe it was Conan's uh, Keeping It 100 podcast that brought up the fact that WWE does not even put their stamp on NXT anymore. It's not even called WWE NXT anymore. It's just called NXT. They seem to not want that connection to NXT. This sucks for us fans who watch NXT and love what we see. I mean, you know, of course, NXT became... It started out as developmental, but it became its own thing. Like, the TakeOver shows were way better than the main roster shows. Still to this day, it's that way. NXT's episode every week is the most consistent WWE product. And it's like really fucking sad to see that Vince McMahon is going to put his hands on something and destroy it again. But you know what? This is all rumor. This is all, you know, this is coming from Dave Meltzer. This is coming from the Sean Ross Saps of the world. So... Until it happens, we got to wait and see. But right now, it just doesn't look good for NXT fans because, you know, I, I doubt we're getting takeovers with developmental talent. I doubt, we're, I doubt we're getting NXT on TV as a developmental. The USA Network ain't going to have no developmental on their sh- channel. I guarantee you, when that contract is up with USA, USA drops NXT if it's just a developmental. If WWE says that they don't see it being the third brand, why would USA want to carry it like it's on par with Raw, like it was on par with SmackDown? They won't. So, it's it's a sad time. I mean, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention that this might be due to the fact that NXT is, to, I guess, you know, some of the fans, the loser of the Wednesday Night War. If you remember, this podcast started out as a strictly, you know, Wednesday Night War podcast. And I had to add other shows because NXT was quickly floundering in that position of competition. I believe they won about like five episodes in the ratings war against AEW. But the rest of the time, AEW destroyed them. See, NXT had that, they had that niche crowd. They had that crowd that was itching for more. But then when AEW came, they had the same crowd that NXT had, but they had it in a grander level. They had the big arenas. They had the bright lights. They had the big stars. So AEW took that core fan base away from NXT. And now when people look back, history is going to show that AEW won the Wednesday Night War. NXT moved to Tuesdays, even though it wasn't because of AEW. We all know the contractual stuff with the NHL and all that other shit, but NXT moved. And NXT's ratings continued to be below a million. And it's sad because the product deserves so much more. The product deserves to be higher 
The, the product deserves to be higher rated than the WWE's Raw or SmackDown. The product deserves to be on the main level. The product deserves to not have to have takeovers, but have their matches on main roster pay-per-views. Why is it that Raw and SmackDown could be on a pay-per-view, but NXT, if they were the third brand, has to have their own separate show? Why can't there be an NXT title match at a WrestleMania? But now I don't think there ever will be. I mean, shit, you got their NXT champion, Karrion Kross, jobbing out on television. So, what's called? Keith Lee. It's a Jeff Hardy. So, that just shows what Vince McMahon thinks of the NXT title. It's just a real sad, sad day if uh, NXT goes away. Because, at that point, why would I watch WWE? I was watching NXT because I couldn't stand anything else in the WWE product. I might as well just watch AEW. Shit. Speaking of AEW, it was rumored that AEW offered Adam Cole a contract. Technically, he is a free agent. He just has a uh, extension with the WWE. They say that he off- the AEW offered Cole a contract. Uh, Tony Khan came out and said that uh, that that is not true. He said that that is- he they did not offer him that contract. But what is true is it was also reported that WWE. Uh, Vince McMahon and higher-ups invited Adam Cole to SmackDown to have a high-level meeting with him. I guess, you know, Vince McMahon sees the value in Cole. It's being reported that after the meeting, Vince McMahon has a whole new respect for Cole, and they really uh, matched on a personal level. And they like each other on a personal level. So, I, was, I mean, I'd say it's really interesting to see whether Adam Cole stays with the WWE or if Adam Cole goes to AEW personally. I think he goes to AEW. I don't know why he would want to stay in the WWE. Because, I mean, this is not my opinion, but in the opinion of the WWE, you know, he's a smaller guy. He is not muscular. I mean, he just doesn't fit the mold of what Vince McMahon usually pushes. And, I mean, God, shit, I don't even know what Vince McMahon even pushes anymore because people that did fit that mold, like Braun Strowman, also got released. So... It's just been a crazy time. I mean, why would anyone want to be in the WWE if the WWE shows that no matter how loyal you are to the company or to the brand, you could also get cut like Bray Wyatt, like Braun Strowman. Vince McMahon also appreciated and respected Aleister Black. You heard Black say that on oral sessions with Renee Paquette, that he and Vince McMahon actually respected each other. But that's another guy that got cut. Adam Cole will be a fish in a ocean in the WWE. And I don't think he'd be safe, to be honest. I think his safe bet will be AEW, where he could have creative freedom, where he could be with his wife, where he could be with his friends, and where he could still be Adam Cole and will be respected by management. Because, shit, I mean... WWE, their track record in the last couple weeks has shown that nobody's safe. So why would you want to be in a company where you know that nobody's safe? They could sign Adam Cole to a five-year deal today. He could be fired by two weeks from now because nobody's safe. Shit. Big-ass names like Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, gone. Legends contracts, released. Ric Flair, gone. In the last two years, we had about 50 fucking releases. And speaking of releases, when we come back from this commercial break, I will be going in-depth on the 12 latest releases from NXT 
and a lot of them blew my fucking mind. So we're going to talk all about that when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Breaking news happened on Friday. It was announced that the WWE released 12 more wrestlers, all from the NXT brand. And it was quite baffling. This list of wrestlers really, really blew my mind. A lot of these guys I did not expect to be released. Some of these people were already being talked about for a main roster push. And then it's gone. Some of these guys were just champions on NXT. Now they're gone. Some of these guys are currently in storyline in NXT. And now they're gone. (sighs) We do not know the fate of NXT. But I will tell you the fate of these 12 individuals. And my opinion on this right now. So let's get right into this shit. Because I got a lot to say. Cut, cut, cut the music. Listen, it was announced on Friday that there was 12 releases from the WWE. I'm going to name all the releases and then I'll give my opinion. All right. It was announced that Bobby Fish, number one, was released. The first ever member of the Undisputed Era, gone. Bronson Reed was released. That one blew my mind. And I'm going to tell you why in a little bit. Jake Atlas blew my mind. Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves. Leon Ruff, Stephen Smith, Tyler Rust, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, and Mercedes Martinez. Now, I know with what I said before, NXT wants to do a youth movement. They want to do a developmental, and a lot of these people are veterans. You know, Bobby, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Mercedes Martinez, they don't need development. 
right? But let me tell you something. First of all, I mentioned on this podcast a couple weeks ago that I didn't think Bobby Fish was safe because he was the odd man out. He didn't seem like he was going to really be, you know, given a character or storyline where Adam Cole was, where Kyle O'Reilly was, where Roderick Strong was. And now I'll tell you this, where Roderick Strong... Who knows what happens to the Diamond Mine because you just started this team, the Diamond Mine, and right after it starts, three weeks later, Tyler Rust, another member of the Diamond Mine, the only other wrestler in the Diamond Mine, gone. So what's the Diamond Mine? A trainer, a mouthpiece, and Roderick Strong? Stupid. Anyway, Bobby Fish, I didn't think he was safe, which uh, which is unfortunate because I, I'm a big Bobby Fish fan, always was, since I've seen him in Evolve back in the day. His stuff with... uh. Red Dragon and Ring of Honor. Loved that team. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think that Bobby Fish was safe. But Bronson Reed, I thought Bronson Reed was safe. There was talks that Bronson Reed was doing dark matches on SmackDown. Him and Karrion Cross were doing dark matches. They were doing matches for main event. I thought Bronson Reed was safe. Bronson Reed literally just started a feud with Adam Cole. And both these fucking guys might be gone. Bronson Reed was literally just your North American champion. Gone. What the fuck? Bronson Reed had a lot of upside. A lot of upside. But you know what? Fuck the WWE. Now Jonah Rock is going to become a big-ass star somewhere else. Because this is bullshit. What is the point of keeping these guys down in NXT if you look at it as developmental? They over exceed everyone's expectations you start flirting with bringing them up by having them on main event and superstars and then just like that they're gone see this is the glass ceiling that people talk about in the WWE no one is safe no one fucking Mercedes Martinez was out with a concussion. She was just concussed by Zia Lee. She's out with a concussion and she gets the she gets the boot. That's fucked up. Mercedes Martinez is going to bounce back. She's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And I think that Mercedes Martinez will be a great, great addition to AEW. I'll say this right now. AEW's women's division is about to get stacked. If they do sign Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho, if they do sign Mercedes Martinez, shit, if they do pick up Tessa Blanchard, they just signed Thunder Rosa, all that talk about AEW's women's division not being the strongest, that goes out the window. Because I just mentioned like three or four top women wrestlers in the world. Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas was a star in NXT. Jake Atlas was making headwaves in NXT. Shit, Stephanie McMahon came out and said that she was a big fan of Jake Atlas. It doesn't matter if the chief branding officer is a fan of you anymore. The daughter of the fucking chairman of the company is a fan of you. But that don't matter because Nick Khan isn't. 
I could understand the Leon Ruffs. I could understand the Kona Reeves. Like, no offense. Didn't Asher Hale just get there? Didn't Asher Hale just get there and start, like, you know, making some headwaves? He was doing 205 Live and doing NXT. Like, listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. WWE selling. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. The WWE is getting ready to sell. They're trying to get all this money off the books. I wouldn't be surprised if they just discontinue NXT in general. Because the WWE wants to get all this money off the books. So they can look like they made yet another big profit in the whatever quarter that we're in. Like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. They're trying to sell. You don't get rid of all these contracts. You don't get rid of all these big stars like you did with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. And then you don't get rid of of all these stars in NXT that you've been molding for your fucking main roster just to get rid of them before they get there. This is why I said in the last segment, Adam Cole should not stay in the WWE. There is nothing for him. There is absolutely nothing for him. Adam Cole's going to go to the main roster. Adam Cole's going to feud with Baron Corbin on SmackDown. He's going to feud with maybe Apollo Crews for a couple weeks. Then he's going to get matches, more matches with Baron Corbin. Then he's going to feud with Otis. Then he's going to go to Raw. He's going to feud with Jinder Mahal. And then he's going to be released in like a year's time. I, I fucking can't stand that the WWE does not know what to do with their talent. But it's not about the talent anymore, is it? It's all about the brand. It's all about the brand. The WWE is the brand, right? They don't want stars anymore. They don't want The Rock, John Cena, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan being larger than life and larger than the WWE and bigger stars than the WWE. They want the WWE to be the biggest star. The biggest superstar in the WWE has to be the WWE. It don't matter who's on the show, and we've seen that. It don't matter who's on Raw. They feel like Raw is fine because they got, you know... They got TV time and it's fucking the WWE brand, so it should be fine. It don't matter if we're doing fucking Drew McIntyre versus Shanky for fucking three weeks in a row or Veer. It don't matter that we got fucking same matches. We got T-Bar and Mace versus Mansoor and Ali two weeks in a row or this match three weeks in a row or that match four weeks in a row. It don't matter. People are going to tune in anyway. It's the WWE. Until people don't tune in. Until people turn it off. Like I did last week. Now tonight I'm going to give Raw another chance. But I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to sit through a whole show. Because last week I couldn't. So what's the end game here? For anyone who thinks that the end game is not a WWE for sale sign. Then what do you think the end game is? There's been over 50 wrestlers released this year. There was about 25 releases last year. Over 75 releases? I'm talking big contracts. 
over 75 releases in the last two years. And you don't tell me that you don't think it's for sale? <sighs> I'm a loss for words. Bronson Reed is going to be fine anywhere he goes. Bobby Fish is going to be fine. Mercedes Martinez is going to be fine. A lot of these stars are... Jake Atlas, a lot of these stars are going to be fine. But it's not the point. It's the point that they basically wasted their goddamn time in the WWE waiting for an opportunity just for it to never come. Bobby Fish was a part of the biggest and most successful faction in NXT history. The Undisputed Era. Bronson Reed was literally on main event flirting with the main roster with Karrion Cross before he was dropped. Mercedes Martinez was the top female in the division, women's division in NXT. Just got concussed. She'll be back? This is insane. I'm still shocked. I don't ever... I'm not even surprised, but I'm shocked if that makes sense. Like, I'm not surprised that there's more releases but I'm shocked at the names that are being released. It's horrible. But anyway, I guess as WWE continues to Titanic right into the fucking iceberg, all we could do here in the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, like we always do, is go back in time to simpler times, to more fun times. So we're going to do that when we come back. When we come back, it's the newest episode of the Fight for Monday Night where we go back in time and study the Monday Night War Going week by week. We're going to be talking about the April 15th episode from 1996 of Monday Night Raw and Monday Nitro. So stay tuned. Strap in your seat belts because we are going on a ride back in time to 1996. So we'll be right back, y'all. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Fight for Monday Night, where we go back in time and study and analyze the war between WWF and WCW. Every week we go and talk about the latest episodes of Nitro versus Raw. And by latest, I mean on our list, not not today. You know, WCW's gone, of course. But today we're talking about the April 15th, 1996 episodes of Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Show. So without further ado... Let's get into all that action right now. Going to start out with Monday Night Raw this week. We have a matchup to start off the show with the new rocker, Leaf Cassidy versus Mark Miro, accompanied by Sable. This matchup got a lot of time. Leaf Cassidy is a very decent wrestler, you know, Al Snow, who I talk about on the uh, this is hardcore. This is extreme. I mean, uh, podcast every week because he's appearing now for ECW, but he's a very talented wrestler. Mark Miro was a very talented wrestler himself, but this matchup got way too much time. I could have cut this matchup by five minutes and still had a good match. If you, uh, ask me, Mark Miro gets the victory. They show him in uh triple H jaw jacking. They show what happened last week with Sable. That storyline is going to be continuing next. We got a phone call with, uh, Diesel. He's explaining his actions for attacking Shawn Michaels. He says that he just liked doing shit like that. He said that he gave uh, he gave Shawn Michaels a back adjustment. But it is going to be Diesel versus Shawn Michaels at the next In Your House for the WWE Champion. Like I said, it still don't make sense to me because a couple of things don't make sense to me. Tonight's main event is Goldust versus Savio Vega for the IC title. Didn't Savio Vega lose to Stone Cold at WrestleMania? Why is he getting a championship title shot? Diesel lost to The Undertaker, and Diesel's getting a championship title shot. So a lot of confusing booking coming out of WrestleMania 12. It is announced tonight that Bret Hart will be giving up an update on what's been going on with him. We haven't seen him since WrestleMania. He seems to be really pissed off at the decision of the Iron Man match, and he's going to talk all about it tonight. But he's not here. He's going to be live from satellite from Germany. We next get Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bart Gunn. This was a pretty decent matchup, I gotta say. I was <laughs> I was excited to see this matchup because I literally just saw the episode. Uh, I've seen it before, but I saw it again. The Dark Side of the Ring episode covering the Brawl for All. And when Bart Gunn won, supposedly he was promised a feud with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it was interesting to see Bart Gunn versus Stone Cold Steve Austin on this show because they literally were just talking about that. And they would have matched up pretty well because th- this was a fun matchup. Bart Gunn, you know, very underappreciated. Him and Stone Cold went to about like 10, 15 minutes here. Got a lot of time. This, this show was filled with matches getting a lot of time. Stone Cold Steve Austin picks up the victory. Next, we got Vader and Cornette in the ring. They say in two weeks' time, it will be Vader versus Razor Ramon. And they're talking crap about Razor Ramon. They're also talking crap about breaking uh, Yokozuna's leg last week. Main event time, we got the IC title match. It is Goldust versus Sabio Vega. This matchup as well got a lot of time. This was a very wrestling-heavy episode of Raw, which was fine with me. Uh, Vega and Goldust actually meshed together really well, had a lot of good chemistry with each other. In the end, there was some screwy finish. Uh, There was a double pin. No one knew who actually won the matchup. Two referees had two different opinions. Gorilla Monsoon comes out. 
He says because of the finish, he's going to vacate the IC title. And next week, we'll have a rematch between Goldust and Sabio Vega for the Intercontinental Champion. So basically, this match meant nothing, and we'll just see it again next week. It's whatever. It's fine with me. It is also announced that it will be Goldust versus the Ultimate Warrior at In Your House. That should be a very interesting matchup, to say the least. And we end this episode of Raw with an uh, interview with Bret Hart, live from Germany. He, first, we see footage of him after WrestleMania 12, leaving the curtains and just leaving without taking a shower, still in his gear, pissed off, doesn't want the cameras in his face. He hasn't been seen since. In this interview, he says a lot was wrong with the match with Sean. He complains that the Iron Man match was supposed to be 60 minutes. They never said anything about sudden death. They said that he was uh, cooling down when they said they had to go back out to the ring. So he was already like cooled down when Shawn Michaels hit him with the super kick. A lot of excuses coming here from the Hitman. This is the you know precursor to heal Bret Hart, the Hart Foundation heal Bret Hart. So we see a lot of uh, shades of that here. Um, he says that he feels betrayed by the WWE. And he doesn't even know if he wants to come back. But he said that he will never see himself wrestling for another company because the WWE is his home. Which is very funny because a year later, he's in WCW. But he says that he will take a rematch any day. And he said that you could tell him that it's tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'll face Sean for that title because he wants his rematch. He thinks that the WWE betrayed him. He thinks that the WWE is in the wrong for going with Sean as their champion. A lot of... You know, realism here, a lot of reality-based stuff. And this is pre-Vince Russo, so that, that that's pretty interesting. But definitely, I, I enjoyed this Raw. It was better than last week's Raw. It was better than modern-day Raw. Shit, by a mile. I'll give this Raw a 3 out of 5 stars. I thought it was fun. It was an easy Raw to sit through. Let's talk about WCW Nitro, April fifteenth, 1996, the same night. We start off right away. With a handicap match with Hulk Hogan versus Arn Anderson and Kevin Sullivan. I am sick and fucking tired of Hulk Hogan versus Arn Anderson and Kevin Sullivan. I just talked about how Raw has the same match every week. Well, goddamn Nitro did too at this time period. This is horrible. And it's a handicap match between Hogan versus two legends. And Hulk Hogan buried the shit out of them. Hulk Hogan, he squashed them basically. It was a quick five-minute match, and he destroyed both Kevin Sullivan and Arn Anderson, which also meant that he got five minutes alone with Jimmy Hart. Hulk Hogan was going after Jimmy Hart after the match. The Giant comes out. Hulk Hogan press slams the Giant, who, by the way, is in the main event tonight, and he just got press slammed. So Hulk Hogan buries three guys, four if you want to include Jimmy, and that's it. No payoff, nothing. That's it. Next, we got what was the match of the night, in my opinion. We got a street fight between Public Enemy and the Nasty Boys. I never thought I'd say the Nasty Boys would be in the match of the night. But this was very ECW-esque, and it's due to the Public Enemy, of course. This was a wild street fight. There was trash all over. They were hitting each other with trash cans and chairs and tables and a lot of crazy action, a lot of crazy spots that you would see in a typical tag team brawl for ECW. Really cool to see that on the main stage here. In the end, the Nasty Boys pick up the victory when they defeat the public enemy. But yeah, a lot of weaponry, a lot of action. I really enjoyed this matchup. Next, we got 
the late great Macho Man Randy Savage versus the late great Bobby Eden, who just passed away last week. God rest his soul again in a matchup. This was a pretty good matchup. Macho Man Randy Savage picks up the victory. After the victory, he continues to attack Bobby Eden. Macho Man lost it. He's a loose cannon, and he is handcuffed to be removed from the show here. Main event time, we got Ric Flair and the already slammed, already buried Giants versus Sting and Lex Luger for the WCW Tag Team Champions. This was a very weird match. Sting and Lex Luger were on the same page, finally. The Giant and Ric Flair were not. They were fighting throughout the match. They were... Ric Flair chops the Giant. The Giant chases Ric Flair to the back, and we go to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. No explanation, but they're back to tagging, going against Sting and Luger. Just really weird stuff. In the end, we get yet another DQ finish, which is the regular occurrence now for WCW. Every week, we have to have a DQ finish in the main event. Woman throws coffee in the eyes of Lex Luger, but Lex Luger ducks, and it hits Sting. We get a DQ. It's so stupid. We had the referee not looking. The referee didn't see it. Turns around after Sting has already got the coffee thrown on him and calls the DQ anyway. I thought the point of having the referee distracted would be so the match could continue after the interference. But no, the referee calls DQ anyway. And that's how we go off the air. One match was good on the show. I I give it a... Man, I give this a 1 out of 5. Like, I I really didn't enjoy this. It's so hard to sit through Nitro. It used to be hard to sit through Raw, but now Raw is getting a little better. It's hard to sit through Nitro now. We don't have Eddie Guerrero or Benoit or Malenko or Mysterio or Jericho yet. I don't know why, because we had them a couple months ago. And we had great matches to balance out these slower paced matches. They don't have that anymore. I know more is coming. But right now in this time period, it's not here and it's really hard to sit through. So this week of the Monday Night War goes to the WWF. WWF Raw wins the week of April 15th, 1996. I hope everyone has a great day. Check out Raw tonight. I hope it doesn't suck. But if it does, you know you're going to hear all about it tomorrow on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and on TikTok, Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. You don't want to miss out with all the cool shit that's coming to the YouTube page. Thank you so much for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I appreciate you guys. I love you all. Take care. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.